This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. It's our Thanksgiving episode, and tonight we're going to talk about games and game systems and things that we're thankful for and, and that uh, have kind of uh, either shaped our, our hobby uh, that, that we love, and uh, may, maybe we'll talk about some other stuff too, uh, but uh, we're going to talk about games that we're thankful for and game systems, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can all give thanks for uh, everything that we're able to do in this hobby and uh, kind of uh, what what has led us to where we are right now all right it's episode 125 of the chaotic good cast stick around Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shoot. With me, my fellow casters, Ben Higgins. I am thankful for razors because my face is so itchy. Why, why are you not this, shaving? This no shave November thing. Who does that? Nobody. Oh, wait a minute. Am I so on this podcast that doesn't have yeah. fish? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Artist illustrator of Story Comic, the one and only Barney Smith. My neighbors listen to great music, whether they like it or not. <laughs> and of course, the Keanu Goodcast would not be complete without our own Geek of the North, the one and only Jason Hunt. I have no idea why you people celebrate Thanksgiving at this time of year. Oh, that's it's right. Completely that's, backwards. That's right. You're, you've already had your Thanksgiving. It makes right? no sense. Wow. Well, so, I, I could, uh, well, it was because, you know, we're further further down where your harvest is October. And when you get towards, you know, the uh, uh, the Atlantic coast there, this is the time when they start bringing stuff in. Sure, Barney. I said that, and I, wore my, I put my glasses on to make me look like a professor. I yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, he's, he's sitting there polishing his glasses off as if he's trying to sound smart here. Hey, you know you what? point with your glasses? While he's wearing his bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you get tenure. You, you can show up in your yeah, bathrobe. You show up in your bathrobe. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody's going to kick you out. I got VCG tenure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bank. Uh, Making I'll bank. Remind. I'll remind everyone that's listening to the audio podcast, if you'd like to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, you feel free. Uh, we'd love to have you be a part of our, our weekly episode, and you can join us in the chat. Uh, looks like Walter W. and Hungry Ewok are already here, and John, Vandebeast, Matthew McLeod. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us tonight. I'm excited. We're going to talk about things that we're thankful for, games and game systems. And uh, yeah, and and you know, hopefully we can be American because you know we're gonna give thanks this week for this America. Because America. America. That's what y'all say, right? Yeah. That's right. Oh, and Amanda is also lurking in the comments, struggling to stay awake. Amanda is a dedicated viewer. I appreciate it. All right, let's get to our first segment, and that, of course, is new at the store. Here we go. I'm going to roll that high-end graphic that I made for Ben's segment. So roll that beautiful end. bean footage. 
It's wonderful. Yeah. It never gets better. It never gets better. <laughs> it's getting older, but it's never it's getting, getting better. Older. <laughs> uh, this week, I've got two products uh, that I wanted to highlight. First up is a large box for you to crack open around the holidays this year. This is the Yawning Portal pre-painted uh, premium set. This is the Yawning Portal in from uh, the D&D setting. Uh, this has got your uh, full-on pit that goes down to the Underdark. It's two stories of tavernly goodness. Uh, the pit itself is actually an infinity mirror. So it, uh, when it projects, it looks like it will descend even deeper past your table. Uh, this is a amazing, amazing uh, gameplay set for you to hop into. Lots of different accessories, a stage. Uh, it's got books, beds, tables, uh, spiral staircases, pillars, everything you need to bring the Yawning Portal into life for your D&D game. And let me tell you, uh, this is like the pictures I gave Doug don't really do it justice. So like I had to get the one from the shelf here and then just Try that is to, a honking try, big box. Oh my god, that's <laughs> try to try to peek over the side. It's <laughs> a suitcase full of plastic. This is <laughs> huge. This thing is just ridiculous. Uh, a really, really thing. Uh, get your group together, pool your money, buy this for your DM for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I'm impressed because uh, he's he's good at the piano, but also yawning makes a really good dark portal too. <laughs> mm. Mm. Is that compatible with the uh, with the current WizKids line? The uh, it is it the does Warlock not. It, I mean, it's the same size and scale, but scale? it does not does not clip together like uh, like the Warlock tiles do. Okay. It is a uh, it's kind of its own standalone piece. Almost an art so. piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like a um, sculpture for your table. It's, uh, I didn't realize it was that big. It's huge. So I, I got to see the prototype of this when we were at Gamma uh, back in twenty beginning of 2020. And it impressed me then as the prototype. And just seeing the final version of it, uh, they were able to take that, realize it, and and then mass produce it and yeah it's a it's an amazing centerpiece and your dm will will love to break this out every chance they can get if they pick it up uh yeah no it's it's really cool I, that what, what else did they put they put out that, that big tower yep they did the well? the modular tower um that was kind of their big release last year um which is still available i believe i don't think they've discontinued it um, in fact, I believe they have plans to actually make like upgrade kits for that coming in 2022, where you'll be able to change it from like you know a gothic tower to more Victorian style, uh, a, a military watchtower, or even just a, a wizard's tower. So I think they have a lot of plans for that one. It would not surprise me if they ended up doing uh, something for for the uh, the yawning portal because if uh, in the lore. The actual setting books. The Young Portal is a three-story building, and this only has two stories in it. So they yeah. might have an add-on for this at some point. Mm. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, very cool. But 
Yeah, so that's the big box that I wanted to talk about today. And uh, bringing it back down to a smaller box, uh, Carcassonne is celebrating its 20th anniversary with a special uh, new edition of the game. Uh, it's the same fun Carcassonne that you've known. Uh, it does include some new art for some new promo tiles. It's got a lovely box, uh, which is on the screen right now if you are one of our video uh, watchers. And there's also a whole uh, strip of... Uh, uh, stickers to put on the different meeples and everything oh. so you can really give your meeples some nice personality um, it's uh, it's very reasonably priced for an anniversary edition it's only $50 when the normal game is 40 uh, easy to pick up it's got high gloss tiles and scoreboards so there's a little extra production value in this box as opposed to just your normal Carcassonne uh, if you are a fan of Carcassonne or you want uh, a copy just to get into it uh, this is definitely one I'd recommend for picking up. Uh, it's got everything you need ready to go for a lot of Carcassonne goodness. That's a great price point, too. That is a good good price point. I, I wonder why they went with stickers and didn't, like, screen print the, the meeples. Because that's the... If you're going to go high... If you want to like kind of have, like, a premium product, you, you don't really think stickers on the meeples. Is there more than one I, option, though? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't really looked in there. Um... I would That'd be wager, the only reason I could think of it. I would wager it's because Ooh. they literally probably still have vats of these meeples, and they don't yeah, want to have to oh, uh, send them back it's, through production. So, it's custom meeplization. Yeah. Uh, that said, it's probably only a matter of time before some third party offers uh, some screen-printed meeples that you could, if they don't already. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's could, probably somebody. With. Check your so. Etsy shops. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there is doing something for that. And, and, and Matthew says probably for purists that uh, want the classic meeples. That's mm, sure. Yeah. No, sure. That's, that's, Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. Good point. Get to get get options that way. So, but yeah, it's a it's a great little box. Um, the high gloss tiles I think is a is, is pretty good, um, and they also have 20 brand new tiles in here that oh, we've never yeah. seen before. Wow. So it can add a little little extra variety nice. to your Carcassonne games. Um, I believe, if I am correct on this, the back of the tiles is the same as the current back of the tiles. So if you wanted to pick up other expansions, you could with uh -oh. this base game and be able to mix them. So, yeah. Okay. So you don't have a weird advantage in picking your tiles. Yep. Very cool. No, that's, uh, that's neat. It's, it's crazy to think that Dark uh, Sun's been out that, that long. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're starting to hit that point where a lot of like the the evergreen classics of the industry are now celebrating, you know, very very uh, milestone anniversaries. Ticket to Ride had their twentieth uh, a couple of years ago. Ticket to Ride Europe just celebrated their fifteenth last year. Uh, now Carcassonne's at twenty. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing seeing a lot of these games, which which you know we kind of take for granted as having been around for a really long time. Um, actually proving that fact so yeah i mean they've basically you know built the uh, hobby into what it is now <coughs> oh yeah for sure especially carcassonne uh jody jody denton would like to know what is the price point for yanni portal ben gird your wallet because this massive box will cost you around 350 dollars bobby isn't that, isn't that what the tower costs the, the tower, uh, costs, the, the tower costs 300 so 
That's wow, like that's is... like four hundred and twenty-five Canadian do- dollars. Yeah, oh, that's all. Uh... I thought it was like six hundred and six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Well, Maybe. I have to throw in a beaver pelt or two as well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's uh, yeah. It's that's, it's that's definitely a definitely a lot of change. It is fully painted uh, with all the accessories in there as well. So it's uh, it is an investment. Like I said, pool your money, gift it to your DM. Uh, and and it won't hurt quite as yeah, bad for sure that would be a, and your dm would probably but love you forever <laughs> he will run any game she will make yeah. any story they will do anything you want to give your character magical items and everything if you were to and, and, to, and to use the yawning DM. portal set too it'd be like strangely every door you open you find yourself at the yawning portal <laughs> You're going to the bathroom, Donnie Portal. <laughs> oh, we're 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 here at the uh, we're here at the uh, Smoking Dragon in six towns over. Strangely, looks the same. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Like that's that's a lot of change. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I evidently there's there's a market for it because otherwise why why would WizKids put it out? But man, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things. Well, that, yeah. These are kind of the iconic pieces too. Like these are these are the things where it's like you know you've heard of the end of the awning portal. If you've ever played anything in Waterdeep ever, you know about the end of the awning portal. It's just a it's like a it'd be like getting the Eiffel Tower as a miniature somehow. Like it's an iconic statement piece more than it is anything else. Right. I, so if you're gonna buy it, it's like I own this. It's almost like when you buy the 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 goblin the goblin statuette or the beholder on the wall. You know, it's it's just a gigantic. Look at my devotion to my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> Basically, that's what it is. It's it's bragging rights, and it's an awesome piece of bragging rights. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, did I ever tell you that uh, when, when we were at, uh, uh, was it Gen Con or was it Origins? I can't, I guess it was at Gen Con. At Gen Con, uh, John Marenbach, the, uh, the Albert. Uh, I did. I did see pictures of him yeah. uh, carrying that out of the he, he out of the vendor the, hall. It was Gen. It was Gen Con because like he carried it out of the vendor hall. And he was walking down the streets of Indianapolis with this giant owlbear. <laughs> with a giant owlbear head, just, just smiling ear ear to ear, just like. <laughs> oh, that. how could you not? And, and, man, that, <laughs> I guess so. WizKids definitely knows the market because you know yeah. these guys like John. Well, just love they it. know that there's a there's a there's a decent population of older gamers who you know have been playing for 20 30 years now who have careers who have spending money who have the option to buy stuff like that now yeah yeah no doubt no doubt no yeah, well all right ben is there anything else uh, new at the store is that that all you got for those, us those are the hype that uh, i wanted to bring to you right now i do want to just give an update to everyone uh regarding like supply chain and everything because we are feeling it this week i know we've talked about this at length um you know on the podcast previously but if you have not started your holiday shopping this is the week to do it you have waited too long <laughs> yeah you already <laughs> have honestly yeah. now uh, your options are buy local or buy local <laughs> we are we are really looking at some shelves that are starting to get bare um especially in the board game area there's a few things we will not be able to restock in time for the holidays already um so just just a heads up with that um it is we're we're coming up on the the dreaded black friday weekend and uh at the, the time this gets released to the audio it will be black friday so uh 
do your shopping like now because <laughs> yeah, in in the next five weeks uh it's it's gonna go quick it absolutely is absolutely is all right i'm gonna tell folks to make sure to support your friendly local game store uh if you've got one especially this time of year just because everyone can use any sale that they can at this point uh with everything that's going on with all that being said let's get that let's get to our featured segment and that is games and systems we're thankful for and now our feature presentation So I actually saw that graphic like on a DVD today because my class had to watch like a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, uh, I guess it was 38-year-old uh, Disney movie. And that was, uh, that, that, that was on there, huh? What, what movie was it? I'm not going to tell you what, I'm not, I'll tell it to, I'll tell it to you after. I don't want, I don't like want to, yeah. I like I how Barney know. asks, even though it was like literally answered in our behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, it was. Chat. It was in. It was in our CGs. <laughs> yeah, chat, but just just like when Barney was like, "Hey, what's the topic for tonight?" Usually, usually Doug's already asked us once yeah. this afternoon. We've had a topic for like two days now. Ben, ben sent it out like days ago. Ben was like, "Hey, this is what we're going to talk about this week. How about we talk about this?" Because I'm like, "Hey, you know what? It's Thanksgiving week. We should be th- we should be thankful and and have a Thanksgiving episode. What do we want to be thankful for?" Ben's like, "How about games and systems that we're thankful for?" But yeah, it's awesome. Barney's like, "When's the topic coming out?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. After 60 things have been said, in between. I don't know what you're talking about, Barney. Our, our chat we, is concise. We're 111 messages waiting for me between lunchtime and 4 p.m. I don't, I don't look at my phone when I'm actually working. So I'm just like, I look at it and I'm like, I look at it at lunch. 66 messages. I literally put my phone down for five minutes. Then at four o'clock, I pull my phone out again and I'm like, what? There's another 55 messages. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> hey. You know, we're talk, talking about teaching. The, the, teaching the, the scary is, thing is, uh, because of the supply chain issues, I didn't have a lot to do today. So I was able to chat. So <laughs> there were no deliveries. So, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, you don't have stock to put away. It's uh, free time. <laughs> oh, there's a Hobby Lobby coming to Berlin Mall. I just saw that. Too. Oh, my God. Jeez. Barney, I can't even Barney. it. Where, where's the mute part? Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about games and let's let's talk about games and systems that we're thankful for. Uh, I think that there's there's quite a few things that we can we can be thankful for in this this day and age. And uh, let's uh, yeah, let's just talk about uh, things that maybe we're it's that time of year where we should be giving thanks and being grateful. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start. Let's start. I've got I think I've got three like. RPG systems that I'm thankful for, and uh, I don't know how many things you you all planned in advance, but uh, I have three that that I that I put down uh, leading up to this because I take notes for this and I plan vigorously for these episodes. No one ever gonna believe that, Doug. I know, I know, well, especially not you. <laughs> so definitely anybody, not me. Does anybody want to give their first thanks, thankfulness point? In this episode, I, I went for 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 game game systems. Yeah, well, you want to yeah. you you want to give your first game or game system that you're thankful for? You know, I'm thankful for the uh, the the open uh, the the open license gaming systems. I've been like you know learning more about Fate and Powered by the Apocalypse, and just going on you know, just going on drive through RPG and just seeing all these games that people are able to 
um, make for that. So it, it's, it's the equivalent of being able to make sure to allow people to create their own things without having to worry about creating um, brand new systems. So I've been, that, that thing I've been really thankful for is just learning, seeing all these new, seeing all the, these, these open license systems that people are able to utilize and play with. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's uh... It, it's nice when uh, creators put out an open game license to, to let others kind of play with the, uh, the the mechanics that they've put out. And, uh, you know, there's you, you'll see a, a few of them, my suggestions are definitely uh, in that in, in that uh, vein. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more here on, on some of the other uh, points as well. Uh, Jason, what are, what are you? Oh, Vandabeast has called me out and says the phrase should be thanks gaming. Oh, I think Ooh, so. That's think a good so. one. Well yeah, done. If, if, well if done. A, if there's a game or system that, that you're thankful for, let us know in the chat. I know some folks have already uh, have already uh, given some of theirs, and we'll talk about some of those as uh, uh, you know as we go on in this episode. Uh, Jason, what what do you have that uh, you're thankful for in this Thanksgiving? Uh, first one, not so much a game system. I, I'm thankful that there's a greater and wider acceptance of safety systems uh, in gaming now. Like the lines and veils, the X card, all of that stuff. As much as your your average, ordinary, everyday group of buddies sitting around a table, game group may not need them as much as other groups, especially online groups. But they're useful tools, and we they needed to be brought into the light and like publicized more instead of everybody just calling it woke garbage like everybody likes to. <laughs> it's helpful if you're playing with a group of people you don't know. Throw it out there. Have your session zero. Talk about stuff like that. Get it out of the way earlier so that you're not in the middle of a session and having somebody having an anxiety attack or freaking out or walking away from your table. Nobody wants that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, that's a great uh, thing to be thankful for. Ben, how about you? What do you, what do you got? Uh, what, what are you thankful for? So, uh, I my, my game that I'm thankful for uh, has definitely been Morkborg from Free League. I know I'm like, you know, put, putting that out here now, but that really opened my eyes and really grabbed me out of the D&D centric world. Working in retail, everyone wants D&D. Everyone wants the big, you know, the, the, the big dog on the, uh, on the block. But getting to pick up and look through and play Morkborg just really opened my eyes to so many of these other little tiny one-shot, unnecessarily campaign-based roleplay games that are out there. Um, and being able to, to bounce uh, questions off of you and Jason and, and everyone else that I can kind of find these things and then put them into my community's hands here at the store. Uh, Morkborg was really the the uh, gutter-born scum that kicked down that door and allowed everything to, <laughs> to come into it. Um, and tangentially related to that, the scum birther uh, character creator for Morkborg is one of the best like things that that system could have with a click of a button i can have a fully fleshed out character with an interesting like little crumb trail for me to kind of flush them out over the course of play um and and just having that again as part of the open gaming license to cycle back to uh to, to barney's post that these tools are out there to really 
take these smaller games and, and create them into something much bigger than they maybe originally intended to be. Uh, I'm just thankful for that whole kind of culture surrounding the Mork board. I, I totally agree. That's that's a community that I when we announced uh, when well when Free League announced the uh, the Mork Borg uh, that was coming they were going to be publishing that for uh, Stockholm Cartel. Um, that was one of those books where it was just like oh I don't like you look at that book and you're like oh, it's, it's like polarizing. Death, it's, it's polarizing. Death punk, you know, and you're like what kind of community is gonna gonna be like you know around this around this type of and man I'll tell you what that community is amazing. It's great. Like they're so supportive. They're so helpful. Like everybody loves just gaming and like coming up with weird wacky stuff. And it, it yeah, it is it's it's incredible to see. And I think you know, Johan and Pe Pele uh I think that they they they've done a great job. And so I'm I'm excited to see what uh, Johan and Christian are going to do with Cyborg and uh you know, I I hope when Death in Space uh, kind of gets out there and it gets in people's hands uh you know, in physical book form, I I hope there's a big community that comes around both those titles too. Um and then there's a whole bunch of folks that uh, want to create content and you know, want to want to dive deep into those titles cuz man, I, I you know, I it's crazy to think that you know a few years later how uh, a couple of years later i guess it hasn't even been a few years it's only been a couple of years that uh, yeah. you know it would have this kind of impact and, and well, the, the, the amount of supplements that have come out for that already yep. is insane yep absolutely uh so the first game system uh or actually just game you know I, you can probably say games is as well uh it might be surprising for me uh, it's it's 5e dungeon dungeons and dragons 5e now it's not because it's me personally because i'm not a big fan of of 5e i, I think it's fine it's 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 it does what it does fairly well um if my friends want to play it i'll play it with them uh but it's not like a game that i want to like actively go out and, and play the reason why I'm thankful for it, though, is because I think it has a key. It, it was a key uh, factor in the RPG boom that we've seen over these last what five six years. I think you know the fact that D and D got so popular with Fifth Edition, it has increased you know the hobby. Oh, know, for sure by quite a bit and yeah. that's that in fact has led people to look at other systems other games and i am thankful for that i think you know it, i mean we've all i mean all of us are, are old enough that we all remember when when we play role-playing games you know in the 80s or 90s and you know there was it was hard to find people to, to play with and now yeah. it's like now now you're the cool kid if you play RPG. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you know that, I, who would have thought I, I, you know i literally if if I, I I can't place everyone that comes into the shop looking for a game, into a game because there's just too many people. Like uh, you know, we we run a we run a, a Facebook group to try to connect all these people and get them together and finding each other. But uh, yeah, we literally have people that come in and they're like, I heard about this game. I saw it on Stranger Things. I played it with a friend. You know, there there's right. so many new gamers thanks to Five E um that uh, yeah i absolutely agree with you on that it's uh it's been a huge boon for the entire industry honestly 
I do the one thing that, that I'm not thankful for with 5e is the fact that everybody thinks that they need to make 5e their own game, <laughs> you know, system so that you know, yeah, let's, let's put out. Let's put out this this RPG, but let's make it five E. And and, yeah. and I, I don't get the whole everything. The, I don't get the mentality of, of players that only play five E. So th- that just doesn't that. Get that me my crowbar, me. Ma. We got to shoehorn this system into five E yeah. somehow. <laughs> but I am thankful for it because I, I think without five E, we would not see. Especially, yeah. I would not. We would not see the popularity of the, especially the indie, the indie. RPG yeah scene. it really revitalized a lot of the indie RPG yeah. scene actually when so, it, it like 5e did the Kool-Aid man thing it kicked down the it burst through the wall poured Kool-Aid on everybody and was like hey look at this famous people that you know already have been playing this game for decades they just never mentioned it before and now all of a sudden you've got celebrities crawling out of the woodwork playing games yep. who have been playing them for ages I mean, Barney Smith's been playing it for ages. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just look at him. I was I was born in 2012. So <laughs> you you have grown remarkably fast then. And I have the uh, the the Benjamin Button syndrome. Nice. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Wait. Uh, that, how, okay. How does that work for the kids then? <laughs> Don't do the math. I have to do the math now. Yeah, you have kids. Which way are they going? (laughs) Are they really your great 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 grandparents? They're my my parents. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) All right, Barney. What uh, what do you got for another uh, game or system that you're thankful for, my friend? I am thankful for go to bed. I'm not familiar with that one. It's grateful for early bedtimes. <laughs> early bedtimes. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm thankful. This is uh, for the for the games of the adventure, um, adve- um, amazing tales gaming system that I play with my my daughters. Yeah, it's a really cool game. It was cra- It's a, it's basically interactive, uh, interactive, uh, uh, bedtime stories. You got dice. You got kids can roll the dice. It's super super fun. I'm thankful for that. That's actually kind of a a good way to um you know play with kids and it's uh, easy you can you can buy it online i think they have a drive through rpg it's called amazing tales um and it's an interactive basically it's a role-playing game for for you know three four five six year olds so yeah. designed by barney smith no no no, no. You know, I mean, if you want the box set, <laughs> just go to storycomic.com <laughs> i did an interview with the guy that made it but that was like nice. that was fun very cool <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think it's great. Uh, you know, anytime you can get kids gaming, especially at an early age, yeah. like that's that's something that they'll remember forever. And you know, hopefully that leads them to a lifelong, you know, uh, want or you know, uh, love of of gaming. You know, even as adults. And and so, you know, I think that it's it's really important to uh, get kids. Kids and kids are like so great to game with too because they have such a like as adults we lose like part of that imagination like yeah. and so you start, when they, you start to feel the confines of the world that's why right kids don't have that <laughs> they really don't and it's amazing like the stuff that comes out of their mouths is just like it's yeah. like amazing as, as annoying as it is when a kid's always like why why not how come that is part of their sense of adventure right there yeah. like you say hey you can't take you can't knock this thing off the counter well why not because it'll break so 
And like you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I bought that. That's expensive. Don't you dare knock that off the counter. But the kid's like, well, it falls off the counter and breaks. What's next? You know, they're, they're not thinking, oh, darn it. I broke something <laughs> valuable. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, and it's uh, the reference of things. You just, um, we just did uh, one a couple of days ago where um, Elizabeth was playing a unicorn, decided to go camping. And then once she finished making s'mores, decided to uh, go surfing after. Nice. In the woods. I mean, I'm like, okay. In the woods. Yeah. Somehow. Woods. So, <laughs> you know, that's what, it, that's what you do. You know, if you're a unicorn, you bring a hula hoop with you go to go camping. You make some s'mores and you go surfing after. Absolutely. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like an epic camping trip. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell just I, I've said this a, a few times that if you're uh, a parent or uh, you know if you have any kind of guardian role with with a young person you know try to game with them as much as you can because that uh, you never know it, it you need that sense of wonder trust me yeah yeah you do you do absolutely absolutely and it's not just memories for for them it's memories for you too you know like yeah. there's certain things that like i still remember like gaming with my kid with, with with sydney and and there's things i'll never forget you know you know even even i mean maybe she'll forget them because you know it's hanging out with dad and that's not cool, 30 years but, from now she'll remember that and be like oh man that was so cool yeah <laughs> i hope so i hope so but uh, yeah anyway well i'm 30 years from now, Doug's not going to let her forget it. Be like, hey, remember when? What are you trying to say, Ben? Get over here and play Masters of the Universe, the board game with me. <laughs> I did not back that on Kickstarter. Oh, poor Doug. Anyway. Ben, what are what are you uh, what are you thankful for? Uh, so so this is this is where we get a little sappy, but uh, <laughs> I am thankful for Star Wars Destiny. Because uh, Star Wars Destiny was the first thing that really galvanized my interactions with Doug Shoot, which led to Aww. being uh, uh, invited onto this program and getting to meet Jason and Barney and Amanda and everything. And my <laughs> my 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 gaming uh, uh, and 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 uh, circle has increased exponentially. Uh, getting involved with the Victory Condition Gaming here. And so, yeah, it was Star Wars Destiny that brought Doug up uh, to my shop to stream some of our tournaments, uh, getting to know Doug, getting to learn Doug uh, as a person. Getting to learn Doug. <laughs> getting, to learn Doug. <laughs> getting to learn how uh, how Doug is, which may be, yeah, and, I don't that's, know. That's not always a good thing. <laughs> not always a good thing. Uh, but it, it's just, it's really enriched uh, uh, the past, what, four or five years uh, uh, of my my gaming life and my personal life, so uh, Star Wars Destiny, and it's still a really good game. So like, you know, if if you find someone selling it cheaply, pick it up, play it, play a few play a few rounds with it. The 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 dice system was really good, um, but yeah, it led to uh, it led to more than just games uh, in my life. So Star Wars Destiny, thank you. I'm uh, I'm grateful for that and for what it has led to. Ben, do you know the first time we met? Ah, uh, I think I probably blocked out the first time. So, 
<laughs> Too traumatic. Because I remember, I remember the first time. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. You you uh you were at a store, and I was streaming Star Wars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That was and, that and was. I, uh, you, I'm pretty sure you won I, the Star I did, Championship. I did win that oh. that Star Championship. Yeah. yeah, that was the one and only time I've ever won a tournament. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's true. That was the first time I met you. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah. That, that was uh, that was you know, and and then. Uh, and you met I, me, and you said, "Huh, this guy's kind of cool, I guess." Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know. <laughs> I, there's a lot cool. of great people that were, you know, not, there were, yeah, you know, that, uh, you know, I get to do quite a few of those uh, X-wing and, and Destiny events, and and uh, you know, I, that's one thing that, that I will say that, that that we have up here in the Northeast is we've we've got some great commu- gaming communities and, and mm-hmm. some great folks that, uh, you know, that we've been able to to connect with, and you know, we just went to Carnage, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and and you know, there's some great people there, and that those are part of those folks, and and you know, it, we we have to really be, I guess that's one thing that I that I am thankful for is, is our gaming community, it's it's the, the, you know what it is because you know there's really really great people in in this uh, in this state and surrounding areas, so yeah, and Ben, you know, and and we've got Ben. And we got me too, so you know Ben. Ben's Ben's the, the, the right up there at the top of that uh, list. So, yeah. Anyway, Jason, what do you what are you gonna be thankful for? Uh, my second one would be systems like powered by the apocalypse, uh, forged in the dark, blades in the dark, that sort of thing, that introduced more of a storytelling dynamic to a game, and less of a shiny math rocks element to the game. They're still there. You still use them. But games like that, where you're telling an interesting story, and if you want something cool to happen, you either implement a dice roll or you accept a consequence to that action. Or you try something and it doesn't work and you have to accept the outcome. I like the idea of a more pure storytelling sort of experience that doesn't rely on the swing of dice so much. Like It's it's very possible in D&D to have every heroic thing your character tries to do kick you in the face just because your dice are crapping on you. And it, I mean, yeah, it happens in, in fantasy as well. I mean, every fantasy book has that thing where nobody can do anything right for a while, but I like the idea of just sitting around a table and storytelling. And when you get to a conflict point, then you roll a dice to determine the outcome of the conflict. And that's it. There's no stats. There's no smaller stats, but there's no like in-depth, charts on how how the outcome is you either succeed or you fail and then your degree of failure or your degree of success determines how you proceed and then you just keep talking and telling a story you're not marching around inch by inch you know uh point by point on a on a character sheet you're just literally telling a really cool story that happens to include some rpg mechanics in it as a I almost want to say as an afterthought, honestly, just to help you with scene determinations, stuff like that. Those kind of systems really improved my role playing immensely. Mm. Being able to just interact with someone instead of saying, oh, well, geez, you've done something. Now I need to look at my sheet for five minutes to figure out how I respond. You just, you have some plot points like Ben was saying about the Mork board characters. You get some interesting little crumbs and you flesh those out as you play. And that becomes your character. You know, and that's it's the same kind of thing with a system like that. 
where you just you tell a really cool story and then at the end of the session you're like wow we did like three things with dice in three and a half hours but we told a really cool story like that kind of stuff i'm super thankful that i got finally got mm -hmm. into stuff like that and that was by and large through you guys so there you go yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, actually, the PBD, yeah, PBTA, Powered by the Apocalypse, uh, that was on my short list of uh, things I was going to actually cross it out, and I replaced it with uh, with another suggestion that actually has already appeared in the chat. So that's why, if you're watching this and, and I did not bring it up in the chat, that's that's why it's one. Of, it's it actually replaced PBTA. <laughs> but I do uh, PBTA would probably been my my number, you know, three B, uh, you know. Uh, suggestion just because you know I, I think it's uh definitely we've talked a little bit about this with with avatar um that, that how that's you know how that's kind of introducing folks to to the indie rpg market i think pbta just in general uh, you know has has introduced a lot of folks to the indie rpg market and, and how it's kind of changed like jason said changed what you know rpgs kind of are it's a you great know, system for people who are afraid of not necessarily afraid of, but maybe daunted by the tables and the different dice and all of the feats and skills and talents and abilities and whatnot that come with a lot of 5e style games where you get a lot of crunch. Like if you don't like, if you want to still be involved and not have the crunch, then powered by the apocalypse, forged in the dark, uh, blades in the dark, that sort of thing. Those are your, those are your jam right there. Even stuff like stranger things and or kids on bikes, uh, that sort of thing. Like those are perfect examples of stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Cool, cool. Uh, so my number two thing that I'm grateful for is let me bring it up. It was uh, a little, little oh, while back. He's got graphics for his things. Wow. No, okay. no, 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 oh, no, no. You're this, just gonna pull it out of the chat, okay? This, I'm gonna pull it out of the chat because <laughs> it's gonna uh, say, "Don't you start flashing graphics I around think, when none of us get them." <laughs> I think he, hungry, uh, hungry Ewok. Uh, oh. Said, uh, West End Games yeah. represent. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie, goodie. Star Wars D6. Yes, I know. I'm shocking. Uh, I know. Shocking. Yes. Star Wars D6 was I, what D&D &D is to most folks for RPGs. Star Wars D6 was definitely that system for me. Um, so that has, uh, you know, as I've talked a few times, you know, I, I wasn't really allowed to, to play D&D &D growing up. So Star Wars was kind of my introductory game to uh, the whole RPG scene. So, yeah. I love D6s in general, so this is just a great uh, a great system, in my opinion, plus the fact that it was Star Wars and we didn't have a whole lot of Star Wars at the time. You know, all the, 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 the three movies had been out, and then there was, like, that big gap of, of uh, just no Star Wars content. A decade or more. Decades, because <laughs> George Lucas got divorced and had to give half of all his uh, profits on Star Wars to his wife or his ex-wife and so he didn't make any movies and uh, man it left all of us Star all of us Star Wars fans hanging so the only thing that we had were the novels and the RPG books and I'll tell you what those RPG books are amazing even now they're amazing because they I mean granted I, they're not I guess quote unquote canon anymore because Disney is you know the the, the people at the the house of mouse are the ones that you know decide what's canon and what's not now but i'll tell you what during the 90s those books were the law 
as far as uh, Star Wars con was concerned. And man, I learned so much between the Star Wars RPG and the Decipher Star Wars card game. I think I learned about every little tiny detail you could probably learn about in that universe, even though there was no other Star Wars content pretty much, you know, during the, that decade. And uh, it was just amazing. And yeah, as a Star Wars fan, I, I can't uh, can't say that uh, that whole game and that game system doesn't hold a uh, you know a special spot in my uh, in my gaming heart for uh, you know what uh, what uh, I've become as a gamer as well. So uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> recommending star wars that's too funny uh badger says star wars was the first rpg i played with people i didn't already know that's cool you know i, I love that uh, you know it, it, when you can connect you know just doing this show and and how we, we've talked a little bit about this we've connected with ben and with barney and with jason and amanda and you know there's countless others besides just the folks that are on this this uh, podcast right here but they've appeared on many, many other episodes. Uh, you know, I love the fact that gaming does connect people, you know, whether or not you know them or don't know them. or <laughs> sometimes, sometimes whether or not you want them to be connected to you or not. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's great. You know, I think that's one thing that we need to, you know, really be thankful for is uh, the fact that gaming does connect, you know, if you know, that that's part of the, you know, the aspect of, of gaming is that it connects people. So... All right, uh, let's go with our final. Yeah, we're on forty-four minutes. Uh, let's go with our final uh, thing that we're thankful for. Barney, I'll let you go. I'll take. The, I'll let you let you lead off the third uh, third round. Uh, I, you know, since you brought it up, I'm thankful for the very first gaming system that I bought and I played. Was it World of Darkness? No, actually, um, it was the Indiana Jones Master Book. Seriously? Yeah. I that love that book. Yeah. That, that book was RPG. amazing. Yeah. Wow. That was a fun dice system. You had yeah. a little chart on the bottom of and then you rolled two you rolled a two ten sided die and see where you landed on that chart. Yeah, on the chart. Yeah. That was that was a fun that was a that was a fun that was a fun uh, little system there, the master book system. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I've ever played that. <laughs> No I never got to play lot. it, but I got to I got to read the crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Is that is that the same system where the Diana Jones award came I from? Think, I think so. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Which I got to go to the Diana Jones award this year. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. Yeah, for, for for those that may not be aware of what the Diana Jones is, it's uh, it's it's an award that's given out to to excellence in gaming, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a game. It can be a person, it can be a system, it can be like literally anything. And the reason it's called the Diana Diana Jones Award is it's this burned cover of an RPG book, an Indiana Jones RPG book, that's been burned away, so it just says Diana Jones on it. And it's encased in lucite, and that's the trophy. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> little little bit of a little bit of little trivia bit of, for everyone else. Gaming trivia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those Gen Con events that uh, has become kind of a tradition. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it was kind of neat to it was neat to to go to the you know my first uh, Diana Jones award. 
awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Jason, how about uh, do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go next? My third one is a little bit of a walk, so follow me along, and I'll tell you a little story. <laughs> oh <boy>. walk, <laughs> walk with me. Walk with me. Um, I had a terrible computer back in the old days, uh, in the late 80s. Uh, it was a Pentium 166. That's how old I am. Um, and I picked up a game called Mech Warrior Mercenaries as a computer game, so it has nothing to do with the topic of conversation right now, so keep following. Um, I played that for quite a while, um, and I ran into a clan of people who wanted to hang out, so I hung out with them for a bit. And one night, we were using a thing called um, IRC to talk and chat in real time because there was no voice chat there was no skype there was no nothing like that and there wasn't anything going on so i was bored and i was just going through the channel lists and i found uh some world of darkness stuff and i found a vampire channel and i jumped in there and then i got hooked on world of darkness so i mean as much as barney's a changeling fan i had everything that uh white wolf published for world of darkness probably over a five-year period i bought every single thing they released i had a library of their stuff and that is where i met my wife uh which leads me to the thankful part i love world of darkness i love the storytelling system in that too i love the dice pool mechanic that was one of the first games i ever played that really made good use of dice pools um but yeah i'm thankful for that because it got me my wife and uh two days ago was our 23rd wedding anniversary so Aww, there you go. anniversary. thusly i am thankful for that Absolutely. And vampires. I mean, who can't be thankful for vampires? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome, Jason. That's uh, that's cool. That's and now, do cool. you guys do you still do you still game together a lot? Ah, uh... uh, on the computer mostly. We don't really role play much together. Um, we had a couple of opportunities in the last little oh, what last year or two. Uh, we play a lot of well, not a lot of board games. But we play board games and stuff. Uh, we just started uh, playing crack, and uh, we do a lot of flux and stuff like that. A lot of what? Karak, it's called. It's a board game, Doug. It's a tile-laying board game. It's a dungeon crawl. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, but like lately we've been playing a lot of Valheim on the PC. It's a uh, Viking uh, survival game. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. It's always nice when you have a spouse that uh, you know is into the same things that that you are. My wife's. She was. Uh, she was way better at World of Darkness than I ever was. I was an I was an enthusiast, but she she was rocking it. Her characters were amazing. Uh, Chats uh, Chats also wishing you a happy happy anniversary. Thank thank you kindly. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad Barney wasn't here for that. <laughs> why, why 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 is that? Uh, well, I was I was expecting his third one to be something about World of Darkness, <laughs> so I got to oh. steal it from him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, ben, number three? Uh, so my number three, I guess the final one we'll be touching on today, uh, is actually one of the first games I ever really got into as I was learning about hobby games way back in what was eighth grade for me. So, um, you know, it's the mid-90s. Uh, we are, you know, 90, 94, 95. Things are, uh, I'm learning a little bit, you know, there's some, some pe- 
few of my friends are playing role-playing games, but I am big into this new craze called the collectible card game. And I think a lot of you might go, oh, Ben's going to talk about magic. I'm not, actually. Um, I'm going to mention the first collectible card game. It wasn't the first one I played, but it was the first one that sparked a real love of gaming for me. And that was the Middle Earth collectible card game from Iron Crown Enterprises. Uh, I'm actually wearing my little Sormon pin uh, from from it here. <laughs> There's a story behind the pin uh, too, isn't there? The pin too, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, this art that's on the pin has started a, a resurgence lately in a whole bunch of memes that are going around. Um, and this is a this is a pin from um, this is a pin from the the original you know years of the Middle Earth CCG, and uh, uh, it just really because it was one of my favorite fantasy settings. And you could really feel the storytelling that was created through your gameplay. It gripped me like no other collectible card game had. Magic, sure, you're a wizard casting spells. Um, uh, Vampire of the Eternal Struggle, yeah, you're a vampire and you got little vampire minions. But because you were taking these literary characters that you knew from the books and you loved them from the books and then giving them additional adventures within the card game, I just absolutely fell in love with it uh and over the course of the pandemic i kind of remembered my love of this game and i ended up going back and amassing a quite large collection of uh the middle earth ccg uh i have a complete set of it now Uh, i have other cards available for deck building and i just kind of really want to start playing it again so if you're ever in the burlington area and want to play my favorite mid-90s ccg Hit me up. Let me know. I will teach you. <laughs> um, and will be all of the enthusiasm. <laughs> but it really, it really did instill a whole love of gaming, um, and and opened not only gaming as a thing to do, but as a thing to experience in my world. And uh, for that, I am very thankful for it. I like that because of the complexity of it. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I, I I I I went the other way around. I picked up Magic first, and then. I found uh, the one or the Middle Earth role playing collectible after that. And it was so much fun because it took so much longer to play. And you got to tell a really cool, weird story sometimes. Like it was a yeah. lot of, it was a lot of good times. Sounds well. I, I'm I, sure I was doing yeah. 90% of it wrong, but oh, it was I, still I, fun. I know I was because going that, back and relearning that, it now. That yeah. minuscule rule book. <laughs> I, was, my eyes were was, bleeding <laughs> trying to read that book. It's like size four font, point yeah. four font. Um, but yeah, and, and the mechanics hold up well nowadays. Like, I think it was really ahead of its time. Um, it almost played more like a board game that used cards uh, mm. than, than, a, than a card game at the time. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. The complexity of it, it was more than just a, a deck of 60 cards. Uh, in that game, it was it was really cool. Now that's not the, was that the first like Lord of the because there was another like Lord of the Rings the, card game, right? That the, uh, this was the first Lord of the Rings card game that I'm aware of. Um, I know Iron Crown Enterprises did the role play game uh, for the Middle Earth role play, which I actually have. I've never owned before. And I found a copy of it on eBay, and it's waiting for me at home. So I'm going to go home and read that after the nice. after the podcast. It's but, a really uh, interesting system. But um, oh, I'm sorry. I, did I say did I say role playing game? I meant, meant CCG. Was that the yeah, first? Yeah, the CCG. That was the first CCG. I believe it. Well, it was the first 
uh, Lord of the Rings one. They Decipher did a, a Lord of the Rings one when the movies came out. Um, That's what. I'm and I know there's been a few other little card-based games, but this was the first CCG uh, that that leaned into it. So, I, I remember the the of course back in the late '90s and early 2000s, Decipher pretty much. Yeah, they were putting out CCGs all over the place, but yeah, they were... I remember the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, CCG that they did. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when you said the, the the One Ring. That was that was what my immediately what my mind went to. But now that uh, after you were talking for a little while, I'm like, oh yeah. no, this is the one that came out. Before. Yeah, this is this is the one that had all the original uh, original traditional art um, by a lot of artists, which. Um, magic wasn't even working with then and like magic is working with some of them now nice. um so it's it it you know it was really kind of fun to see going back through my collection as i was putting it together over the past you know year and a half i'm like oh oh look at that oh that's cool oh that's great and then yeah it's a it's 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 a really fun world and uh and it's fun to play in whether it's the collectible card game uh, the roleplay game, which I'm going to get to read later, and and maybe one I'll be thankful for next year, the the One Ring Second Edition. Uh, so, another nice. free league plug there because they're doing no. amazing work. Yeah. They're not paying me to say this, I promise. Well, no, I, they that, don't pay me either, and I love talking about free league. <laughs> that, that's going to get to my third uh, thing that I'm I'm grateful for, and this is going to turn into just a free league uh, session, and that is. Uh, uh, Mutant Year Zero Gen Lab Alpha, and I'm going to tell you why. That game in particular, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, just because, uh, you know, back that game came out what, like five five years ago, six years ago at this point. So my daughter was ten. She was ten, and we were trying to find RPGs that she would like to get into. And I had heard about Mouse Guard, and Mouse Guard was out at that point, and. You know, that looked okay, but I wanted to find some other options. And so I did this little Google search over, you know, about animal RPGs where you could play as animals. And Gen Lab Alpha popped up as a completed Kickstarter. It was, I think it was just going to backers like a couple months prior. And so I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. I think I, I think I should check this out once it hits my friend local game store. So sure enough, I picked it up. And I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was great. I love the system. It has since it was a D6 dice pool system, it was very much reminiscent of, you know, the, the whole West End games. Even though it was kind of its own spin and kind of its own take on on a D6 dice pool system, uh, it had some familiarity to it. And uh, yeah, I thought it was great. And I'm like, oh my god. And I kept on telling people, oh my god, have you played this game? It's it's super good. And nobody had played it. I'm like these people. These people are just putting out some really cool stuff, and because once I realized that this, you know, Gen Lab Alpha was was super cool, I looked up Mutant Year Zero, and then they put out Coriolis and and all that, and and I just became a huge fan, and eventually it kind of leads me to where I am now, and I I, I don't want to like say that I'm like a professional in the industry. I'm I'm fairly I'm not. But, you know, I get to do stuff for them, you know, that, that think, uh, you know, they actually they actually have you going to conventions on their behalf. That sort of makes you a professional. Though. I guess it does. I guess it does. Yeah, I guess you, you can't you can't go to the Olympics anymore, but you're you're good. Yeah. 
you know, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, it, it definitely has, it, it, it was that product that introduced me to freely publishing. And that was the, that was the point that I was just like, oh my God, if these people keep doing amazing work like this, they're going to be going places. And man, it's been wonderful to watch them just grow over these last few years. And I am super, super super thankful that they feel that uh, you know i i bring value to what they do and yeah i it's because of them that you know i'm able to do what i do and go to the places that i'm able to go and tell folks about rpgs and talk about rpgs and you know i yeah i i can't thank the, the team enough you know for for giving me that uh, that opportunity and you know i it's definitely it's definitely a point where you know i didn't think that you know when i first started bcg and, and all that you know i i wasn't really sure where it was going to go i wanted to make you know content and i wanted to make gaming content and and you know i would have liked to go on to big conventions and i would have liked to to help other publishers that i was a fan of but i didn't think i'd go to like all the big conventions and all the big events and you know talk about marketing strategies and and everything you know i i think that that's super nice that they they value and and it's not just me they value a lot of folks and and so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say you know mutant mutant gen lab alpha is the game that i'm thankful for just because you know without it i would not have been introduced to freely publishing as soon as I was and it's led to opening so many so many doors for me so yeah that's uh, that's what I'm thankful for so that's yeah and I'm thankful for this podcast no no you're not stop <laughs> it <laughs> I mean he might be thankful for the podcast I don't know if he's always thankful that he invited us to be on it I am thankful. I, you guys get me through my days. Like I, I mean, even Jason, Jason, Jason just said like, Hey, listen, you know, I, I got like 60 some odd messages, you know, it's because, you know, I'm a raving lunatic some days and I just seriously, some, like some, some I'm, days? I'm a raving lunatic most days. Hey Ben, what time is it? Uh, it, it's 10 o'clock. Did, <laughs> did you hear the big giant church bell outside my store? For, because I have this, this stupid 7.1 surround headset on, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> then you muted, and I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you guys, and, and I'm thankful for you for uh, all of the, the people that, uh, you know that are on this this podcast that give their time because like I guess, like I've said right along, time is our greatest asset. Like we get only so much of it in our lifetimes. No, yeah, get tell so me about it. Time. And <laughs> my, we never... my eyes are my greatest asset. Your eyes are. Okay. Well, you know, you look damn good in that beard, dude. You should keep that. <laughs> if Seriously, it if it didn't itch so bad, I might consider it. But it's, oh get my some God. beard oil. You're good. I'm going so off track. <laughs> I we we let me be on the podcast. There's no such thing as tracks. I, I want to thank everybody that comes on this podcast for giving your time, because we never know when our time is going to run out. 
So thank you for giving your time to come on. Thank you to everybody that tunes in and watches and shares and joins us in the chat because without you, like, we'd just be guys that just rant and talk about beards <laughs> and growing facial hair for no reason at all. And how handsome we look. <laughs> Killing me, guys. Killing me. I was trying to be like, let's have a nice Thanksgiving. You, know, you, looked, like, you looked okay with facial hair, too, Doug. I'm not. I look... I look like I'm like 50 years old, dude. Are, aren't you? I, I would love to see close love to, to that, see Jason. I would love to see Jason without facial hair. No, you would not. No one <laughs> wants to see that, dude. I promise you, no one wants to see that. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for a lot of games. I'm surrounded by games here in my studio aka dining room you really you gotta do a tour of your game room i I can't because most of it's all packed away we were supposed to move by now and we haven't moved so yeah it's 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 i can give you i can give you a tour of the storage unit it's all like unboxing for days (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, what you need to do video video that unboxing everything once we move and i hopefully i mean the goal is to move somewhere and have like an actual studio for vcg um yeah no i you know the one thing that we have to be grateful for is and thankful for is the fact that we can game, you know, because yeah. we have that income where we can buy games and because gaming is a luxury, like as much as we, we like to, you know, we don't really think about it. It, it is a luxury. A lot of fo- some folks can't afford a game. Some folks don't have the ability to game, you know, so, you know, I, I look at you know, all the stuff that's around me and, and wow, you know, I'm thankful for it. And that's why I'm so keen on price points when people like when we, anytime a Kickstarter comes out, I'm like, is the price point good? Is it going to actually let people play it? Or is it going to be a collector's thing that no one can ever touch? You know, like it matters when you can, when you can get into the, into a game at a decent price. So like removing that barrier entry is massive. Uh, Rodrigo says, uh, thanks to RPGs, I learned English. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's very cool. I know a couple of Spanish people who only know English because they don't have this, uh, uh, any Spanish translated RPGs. And there's there's a few now that are actually being translated, uh, like uh, um, RC, RCRPG, the one that I, I'm a big fan of. It's getting a Spanish translation. And a couple of uh, of Alan's games for Gallant are being translated into Spanish, I believe. They but are. You don't people don't think about that like predominantly like 95 percent i I would say that's probably a a good estimate of rpg books come out in english they don't concern themselves with translations like you might get german uh i don't even think they do a french version of rpgs i'd have to ask i know a couple of people in quebec that game but i don't think i've ever heard them mention a french translation of a game uh, Walter says, uh, "I'm glad I found the podcast. It, that was due to Mutant Year Zero games or Mutant Year uh, Mutant, yeah, Year Zero engineer. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you, thank you, Walter. I'm, I'm glad you found us as well. Yay! Uh, I will remind folks that I will be at PAX Unplugged uh, in in a few weeks or in a couple weeks. It's coming right up. I keep on thinking three, uh, three, two and a half three. weeks. Yeah, it's it's coming two. right up. So. Oh my god, so soon! I gotta buy train tickets. Uh, so uh, if anybody is going to tax unplugged, please let us, please let me know. Please reach out either, you know, shoot me an email at victoryconditiongaming at gmail.com or, you know, hit me up on Facebook uh, either way, you know, just, or, or you can tweet at me at, at Doug VC gaming. 
uh, I would love to, to be able to connect with folks. You know how many times I've misspelled that? What? At Doug VC Gaming. I always want to type at Doug VCG Gaming. I always throw the extra G in there every yeah, damn no, time. The, the G do, stands. Do you, do you like, also go to the ATM machine? Yes, I do. <laughs> the ATM machine? <laughs> and do you input your PIN number? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of the Chaotic Goodcast. Episode 125. Guys, 125. A episodes. buck and a quarter. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that we've done this uh, this series uh, for 125 episodes. One of my coworkers asked me today what we were doing today, and I was like, we're doing a Thanksgiving episode. And they're like, how long have you been doing that for? I'm like, 125 episodes. And she just about fainted. It was hilarious. She's like, you've been talking about games for 125 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's awesome oh and right look at this this is this is this is what i love right here right here this is this is this right here comment of the comment of the night actually when <laughs> i found the podcast i was going through a long there's multiple o's there multiple uh, o's, rpg many o's. hiatus you guys got me back playing uh uh-huh. that cool. is rodrigo thank you so much that uh, that's very kind and you know what because of you we uh we love to have this podcast and do this content so thank you so much for uh, what you give to us as well i got a couple of my friends back into gaming because of that too actually because of the podcast did you really yeah a couple of my my warhammer buddies that i used to do a podcast back in the old days called deep strike radio with them um and we kind of we still kept in touch on facebook vaguely but recently one of them reached out and was like hey uh i'm playing DD again um and we we started a podcast and i was like oh cool I, i'm on a podcast right now that does a lot of stuff about gaming He's like, oh yeah, how many how many episodes have you done? And I told him, and he was like, are you serious? So he started listening to the back catalog, I guess on Podbean or something. Yeah. And every almost every other day now, he's getting in touch with me saying, oh my god, I can't believe we never started talking about D and I've been playing D and D for so long. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I, love, I again, gaming connects people, and that's that's the the big thing. That's what we should. That's one thing we should be thankful for. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everyone that joined us in the chat. I'll remind folks that if you listen to this on the audio podcast, feel free to hit us up on uh, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us live in the chat. We'll be glad to to have you uh, involved in our episodes. Also, I'm going to tell you right now, we're getting very, very close to 3,500 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. So if you are a YouTube user, Please hit that that subscribe button. We'd love to have you uh, be notified um, every single time we put out the new content. This guy right here in this picture looks like John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Just an odd comment that I thought I'd throw in there. Jason, I'm trying to do like the whole plug, like the I know. whole social it's, media plugging. It's thing what here. I do, Doug. You're, you're ch- oh my god. Also. I'm going to say, say if you are a Twitch user, you can make sure to, to follow us at Victory Condition Gaming, all one word, and uh, give us a follow there. Give us a like on Facebook if you'd like as well. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for jo- joining us. We will see you all next week. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much.
Jason, there's another picture off to your, uh, 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 well, it's off to my left on here. Uh, what it, what do those folks look like if you? Uh... Um, it, you know, have you ever seen Cheech and Chong? Yes, I know who Cheech and Chong are. Okay, just that's yeah, Cheech and Chong, and I don't know who the guy in the middle is. I have no idea. I, this is apparent. So, this is apparently the background of an actual uh, of an actual library that I downloaded. Um, so why does that guy look like John Ratzenberger? I don't know because he's he old. Does. Every old guy looks like John Ratzenberger. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't make the rules. My dad doesn't look like John Ratzenberger. It's the Pierpont Morgan I study. Does I don't he? know. I've... Does he? Yeah. I don't think he I don't, does. No, he don't either. They both have a mustache, right? That's about it. That's, uh, and that's directly behind it. me, there's a bunch of uh, people with a naked baby, but I didn't think you wanted to see that. Yeah, I don't really want to see that. Thank you. Yeah. So have uh, you, have like, to kind of semi-segue on that, have you ever, like, looked at a gaming thing and seen, like, art on it and just been like, did they mean to make that art look like a certain celebrity or whatever? Yeah, they, sometimes you got to wonder. Sometimes, I, the, yeah. The, the key art for uh, the Magic the Gathering set Dragon's Maze, they did uh, the character Ral Zarek, and they did a big close-up picture. And I'm like, that's Rob Lowe. I don't care who you are. <laughs> they, 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 the artist just stood there and was like, yes, Rob Lowe is, who <laughs> I, is my muse for this piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to wonder if they don't do stuff like that. I mean, they want they want a unique character. They want to they want him to be relatable. They want him to have nice facial structure and features and whatnot. You know, they don't want any weirdness. So why not grab a picture of a celebrity and be like, right. I'll just you know heighten a cheekbone here or there and call it a day, and then everybody on the internet's like totally Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you waiting. I'm waiting for Doug to show up on a waiting for Doug to show up on a free league game. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm in one of the uh, one of the RPGs that uh, Amanda illustrated. Ooh. She had me sent uh, send over a photo. I forget what uh, I forget what uh, RPG it is now. But yeah, she had me send over a photo, or or maybe she just pulled one off of Facebook. But uh, she needed something for reference, and and she, she made it look like me, I guess. Nice. That's what she said. She was just looking, <laughs> she was just looking for like, you, you know, you haven't actually like seen it then <laughs> i don't think she ever showed it to me no we'll I have to ask amanda next did, time though. we get it yeah yeah next time she's on the episode uh, or on the on the podcast we'll have to we'll have to ask her um i maybe she may, maybe we should ask her in advance so then that way we can put the uh, the illustration up on screen and like we can do there a side by side side by side comparison yes yeah. i like it i uh i i've appeared in two games that uh that uh, I helped kickstart of local board game designers. Nice. Uh, one of them, uh, I appear as a pig. I am <laughs> I, I am Ben Piggins, gamer extraordinaire. Nice. Where <laughs> was that other... when we were doing Death in Space? <laughs> and uh, and the other one, uh, the artist actually was like, I want to put a stormtrooper helmet on you, so you can't actually tell it's me, but it is me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm wearing a core staff game shirt in the picture too, so that's how you can okay, tell. There you go. <laughs> um, one of one of the uh, the NPCs in one of the alien uh, uh, adventures is named after me. Nice. Yeah. I was. I bought in at a tier for the for Under Nebula Skies to uh, to make an NPC up, and 
I unfortunately was away on vacation no, at the no. time that Christopher sent me the uh, the list of what I needed to do yeah. uh, to get it done. And I remember way back when we played our actual play of uh, of Salvation Square. Um, I told him that I wanted to put out this NPC to be like Doug, and. I was on vacation when he sent me the criteria for what I had to send back to him to get dug into the game. So I missed my slot for that. I was so mad. Uh, <laughs> no. <It's all> right. <laughs> uh, what, what I'm basically trying to say is we need more of all of us in games. We should have a victory condition gaming game. I could be like a toddler in the background just knocking trains off the rails constantly. <laughs> That's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, did you have a train set when you were when you were a kid? Oh God, yeah, I totally had train sets. I had those little um, those little uh, wood wood block ones, you know, where you you had the little smokestack that would go up and down as you went across yep. the track. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you just yeah. knocked it off the rails whenever you wanted. Oh no, I kept I took very good care of that actually because I only <laughs> had a few toys at that time. Weebles and GI Joes. My GI Joes, I beat the snot out of. Did you know if you hit a G.I. Joe figure in the belt buckle with a slingshot, the whole thing will fly apart? Oh, yeah, because it's got that rubber band that goes through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, but, dude. man, when I figured that out, boy, did they ever take a lot of punishment. <laughs> <sighs> well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I was ready a month ago. I was gonna say, say Jason's hat hat is already. He's good. I had my turkey and I ate it too. Nah. Now that now, um, now Just that please, I don't, for the love of God, if if you're gonna cook a turkey, don't deep fry it. For the love of God. No, I've seen so you, many. I've seen I mean, so many horrifying videos. Be freaking careful and know what you're doing. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, get your local fire department on the phone. I mean, yes. Yes. Have them on speed dial. It's a grease fire. Don't add water. That's bad. I've just let it burn out. Every year. That's literally all that you see on YouTube in Canada after American Thanksgiving is raging, (laughs) explosive house fires of, of people burning their homes down. Like, what the heck? All right, so so my family's actually deep fried turkeys before. So a couple of quick do's and do nots. Uh, do it outside. Yeah, away from it, away from uh, your house. Away, away from not on your deck. Do no. it in your driveway. Which uh, uh, don't do it on your deck. Do it on your driveway. Something that non-flammable surface. Uh, don't just drop the bird in quickly. That's how you get flare up and overspray. Just lower it in slowly. And you want to do this preferably with some way that you can kind of stand back a little bit further, a pulley system or whatever. Um, and then the final final little bit <laughs> that with, with deep fried turkey is have a backup. <laughs> cook have a, a, traditional have a backup turkey. food. <laughs> cook a traditional turkey because your first your first one, you're you're gonna overdo it or you're gonna underdo it. You're gonna take a little practice. Yeah, I've, we I've we had never... leather come out of the deep fryer one time. <laughs> it was in way too long. Chainsawing it apart. No, 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 no. Never deep fried a turkey, but I've always wanted to try because most of the time people are like, "Oh, it's the best turkey you'll have is if you deep fry it," and I've never never done it. So so. Part of the reason the deep frying makes it as good as it is, it's only because you're not drying the bird out. 
because you are deep frying it, you're searing the exterior, which yeah. keeps all the juices in. So you're not getting dry turkey, which most roast turkeys are dry AF. Dry, yes, yeah. If you're going to roast your turkey, brine your turkey, and then you will have a nice, succulent, juicy turkey. So what, what about uh, cooking the turkey upside down? Because that's that's usually what I do with chicken. Because I haven't, I haven't. You're talking like spatchcocking it, or like no, ass up? Usually when no, 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 like you know how like you usually you put your turkey so that the 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 breasts and everything are up. The breast is up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put it you, put it breast side down. Put it breast side down. <laughs> so that's what we do with chicken, and it 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 creates you know. It, no. I don't know. I, I mean, I've tried it. I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't know. Maybe there's a scientific reason for it. I've never seen it done that way. Someone so, contact Bill Nye. The only thing I can think of with the reason why that happens is because gravity will then take the juices that are cooking out right. of it and run them down exactly. in. So you don't have to base it. You, that, that's yeah. why I basting is, first, first off, don't baste. Basting is horrible for your bird. Basting will dry your bird out. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't base this because that's why I turn. I'm, I'm well, gonna Google it when, when once we're done this episode. So, I'm gonna Google like baking so, turkeys upside down. So we have a we have a saying in my household: if 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 you're looking, you're not cooking. If you are constantly opening that oven yeah. and letting all the air out, letting all that moisture not, out, you're not cooking your bird to baste it. Just leave yeah. it in there and just stop stop poking it around. I didn't realize we were turning this into a cooking show. The topics that this show covers <laughs> is vast and immense. I'm just going to say that. You get, this you is, get gaming advice and cooking advice. This is literally <laughs> the only reason Ben still, or the Doug and Ben still have me on the show is because I've out of nowhere, just like, hey, let's talk about something different. That'll somehow all relate it to gaming. <laughs> I blame Jason because of the Rassenberger. Uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> That's, that's Seriously, the dude looks like John Ratzenberger. It's amazing. God. <laughs> All right, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Jason, Ben, Barney, Amanda, when she's on as well. Thank you so much for being a part of everything we do. So. Thank you for being a friend.